0: Welcome to Meet Me in the Middle, the podcast that seeks out the middle ground in, sometimes in the wellness world. (laughs) My name is Annika Buckle. My name is Lee Freiling.
1: And my name is Jenny Omani. And if you're enjoying our chats, we would enjoy for you to give us a five-star review on whatever streaming service you're using. And um, we'd appreciate that. Maybe a nice, some nice words, a share, whatever
0: makes you feel happy would make us feel happy. Any any of those things make us feel happy. Um, okay, so today uh, we're talking about a topic that um, has been requested a few times on Instagram, and we've been talking about tackling this topic for a while, especially after our Liver King episode because of his obsession with this topic. Uh, that's right. Today we're going to be talking about cold therapy Ooh, from cold good. showers to ice baths. You know, the general idea is exposing your body to cold can do everything from helping you sleep better to reduce your inflammation to cure your diabetes. It's popular with lots of A-list celebrities, with lots of people in the wellness world, and especially with um, significant wellness influencers. Probably at this point, you know someone who's gotten into this at some point over the last few years, and maybe you've even heard of Wim Hof, who we'll talk about in a little bit. We can thank him in a lot of ways for this kind of massive rise in popularity, but like, is it a thing? Does it actually do anything or is it bullshit? Does it just take that little bit of joy out of the end of your
2: shower when you're (laughs) supposed to be like warm and just have that last minute of peace under the nice warm stream? But, oh, no, you're supposed to turn into 30 seconds of torture because it's, quote, unquote, fucking better for you. <laughs> Continue, Annika. I'm very here for this conversation.
0: Oh, this is good. So um, in the interest of transparency and bias, uh, I'll talk a little bit about my own experience. And then I'll ask you, ladies, you know, to chime in if you have any experience with this yourselves. I have totally done cold punch stuff, and I actually totally love it. I have done a cold shower challenge, taking the last few moments of joy out of my hot shower in the morning. <laughs> joyless joyless morning for a month um my husband and I enjoy going to the Scandinavian spa up in Whistler and doing the cold plunges there I I realize it's like very white privileged wellness hipster of me but I am also part Norwegian so I kind of like tell myself I I grew up with this being semi-normal in my family it's actually (laughs) cultural appropriation that you guys are taking it from me really hey Um, and me too I'm also part
2: Norwegian I legit have a sauna in my backyard and then we we think sometimes that maybe we should have a tumble in the snow afterwards as the Nordics do. <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. My husband actually does it and loves it. I do know people who legitimately love it. I also huge love Scandinav Spa. Again, also, because I don't know, I'm a white lady who could get up there. But the cold plunge aspect of the hot, cold, hot, cold, I'm here for. My actual favorite is the Kanif Therapeutic Walkway at sparkling Hills resort here in Vernon, which is this like alternating freezing, cold, very hot freezing, cold, very hot walking path. It's hard to describe. It actually feels incredible. And I love it. It's one of my favorite things, but ends of cold showers are like
0: the death of me. Not Continue. Continue. <laughs> um, well, while we're at it, Jenny, have you, what's your experience with like cold plunging, cold therapy of any kind?
1: Um, I would like to tell you my first memory of someone bringing up this like cold shower alternating with warm water business. And I, it was, I don't know the exact age, but I was a Backstreet Boys fan and it wasn't during their like, um, reunion tour. We're talking about like when they were originally like touring OG Lou Pearlman days. Yeah. And one of them nod to our Lou Pearlman episode. (laughs) I know. Right. Actually actually super interesting highly recommend the lou Pearlman episode because i learned i learned a lot looking into that and it was really really fascinating very fascinating i feel like it was mm, i want to say kevin was talking about how like like this must have been on like mtv during total request live does that sound (laughs) like the time they were doing yes
0: okay
1: i'm almost 40 if you can't tell by that but um And he, they were like, what do you do to prepare for your day? And he was talking about how he would like alternate hot and cold in the shower. And that is literally my first memory of it. Um, so we also love to partake in Scandinav so much so that we have talked about creating some sort of setup in our backyard when we eventually have a hot tub so that we can alternate Mm
0: -hmm. because it
1: genuinely feels really good.
0: I will pay you to come over and use that. Totally. And here's
1: (laughs) the thing. I don't actually care if it's good for me or not at, from like a peer reviewed basis because it doesn't hurt anything. Um, and like Dave and I genuinely feel so calm and relaxed after that. Now, are we calm and relaxed because we've also been in a silent spa where nobody is allowed to talk and there's like a (laughs) eucalyptus and there's no children.
0: No children. I mean, and there's like
2: a beautiful, forested mountain view with <laughs> eagles like flying overhead. Yeah, maybe. there might be other factors, but <laughs> we genuinely just
1: every time we go, we're like, oh my god, this feels so good. So yeah, so that's my take on it. Um, a, it started with the Backstreet Boys, um, anecdotally according to me, and B, uh, we genuinely in this house love the like how it feels. It feels so relaxing. So I don't no. care what you have to say today, Annika. I enjoy it.
2: I know. I'm just <laughs> going to say, I'm just going to say real quick. I think there's a big difference between the hot cold. I'm yeah. here for the hot cold. Cause yeah. it had the hot and then you go back <laughs> to the hot. Yes.
1: Yeah. That part. And that's where the like relaxation comes from yes. is when you get back because, in the hot.
2: Right. Your body's like, oh, oh, I love yeah. And warm. And then you like shock it to death in the cold. And then it goes back into the warm. You're like, oh, safety. We're safe again. Yeah. Great. No, Good I'm. Idea. We
1: Poor Annika's like, Jesus, ladies, this is not what we're talking about.
0: (laughs) No, it's perfect because I think this is, you know, it's exactly kind of the ethos of what we're talking about. This is what middle ground can sometimes look like, right? I am not somebody who's interested in like staying in as long as I can. And until this week, honestly, I never really paid much attention to like the purported benefits. But honestly, just like you guys, you know, I feel amazing after a quick cold blast. I think this is a really good time to highlight If you love doing something, you don't have to stop doing it. Even on an episode when we're talking about something. And if you don't agree with us, but you keep doing it because it feels good, like that, it actually doesn't matter that like that's beautiful and you should actually do it, regardless of what I discovered that we quote unquote know this week. I'm still gonna keep doing things that feel good. So
1: Yeah, and that's do what you want. (laughs) But that's middle, right? Where you're like, hey, there's this thing. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm willing to bet we're not, we're going to find out it actually does nothing, but like, it still feels good. Even
0: if it's not doing it, not exactly nothing, but, um, (laughs) I have to admit, I, I was totally skeptical of kind of the like health side of this going into this mostly because even though I do it and enjoy how I feel after any time I see something advertised as biohacking my body with this one Uh, weird trick, my spidey senses start tingling And by spidey senses. I mean, bullshit detector. (laughs) But I mean, I know I have seen lots of pro athletes, you know, soaking in an ice bath. So probably there's something there, maybe, right? Well, I mean, not to give it away, but maybe. <laughs> Much like most things, I, maybe. So the umbrella term used to describe any therapeutic process involving cold temperatures is called cryotherapy. The goal is reduction of the core and or tissue temperatures, as well as alteration in blood flow. There isn't exactly perfect science, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. Physiologically, it seems that the effect is seen to be important primarily due to analgesic benefits associated with slowing sensory nerve condux- conduction velocity. In English, helps our perception of pain because the messages from our nerves slow down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, historically, the application has been assumed to be, you know, efficient in this treatment tissue damage, specifically the inflammation response that comes along afterwards. This is one of the reasons that we see it in sports. And that's actually a lot of this studying and the science comes out of, you know, studying athletes. Um, I want to talk just briefly about kind of the three types, because in the wellness world, I think we mostly focus on this cold water plunge or the ice bath. But Science also looks at cold air therapy when we kind of look at the overarching branch of this. Um, So cold water, cold air and ice. And I think this is important, you know, from the scientific standpoint, we also see cold air treatments regularly for skin stuff like warts, skin tags, right? This is a form (laughs) of really direct cold therapy that has extensive use for skin issues, And while science hasn't necessarily proven a direct translation to other skin issues like atopic dermatitis, there is some research and probably it merits more. So, you know, when you see that like cures your eczema, like probably not, but Hmm. if it feels good, we can still do it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So our focus today is is specifically on cold water and ice plunging, Um, but that's not just like your biohack bros ice baths. (laughs) Um, There's popularity, especially in professional athletes using whole body chambers, either with cold air or even liquid nitrogen, which I think is kind of crazy, (laughs) but so on that topic, I have gone in the cryo
2: chamber up at Sparkling Hills. It goes down to like minus 300 degrees yes! Fahrenheit. It How long are you supposed the- to stay in that? I've seen okay, people do Let it. me explain the situation yes. just because I, I have a lived experience on this. Right? I love this. So we went up for my birthday weekend a couple of years ago. And Mr. Wonderful had heard about this cryo chamber and he thought it sounded super rad and wanted to do it. I thought it sounded like the worst idea on the planet and that we were (laughs) going to die for sure. So of course we went ahead and did it anyways, they, you have to go in a bathing suit. So you're effectively naked, dry bathing suit. And they give you ear, ear. What am I trying to say? What are these things? Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Earmuffs, Thank you. (laughs) God. They give you earmuffs and mitts and socks because your extremities could actually like, you know, freeze and crack off, have a a problem. Yeah. And we had this like 20 minute preamble of like what it does and loody, the one at sparkling Hills here is like, apparently like the only one in North America that's like not owned by the NFL. Right. Because they use it so extensively for like big sports teams for recovery. Anyways. Um, The experience was bananas. The whole thing, I think, took maybe four and a half minutes. You were in there for four and a half minutes? So you walk into one chamber Mm -hmm. and then another chamber and then the coldest chamber. It's like
0: works you down to the coldest Mm -hmm. temperature, right? Yeah.
2: And we went in with like a, (laughs) like an attendant who does this like 30 times a day, right? Are they in like a parka though? Like, I'm trying to remember. Maybe?
0: She was you like just, not worried at all. You could sign me up for it if I was in like, like a space suit, maybe yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a, like which, a full body parka with like a face thing too. Right. Which was like, not the idea, but
2: anyways, <laughs> so you walk into the first chamber. I think it was like minus 30 degrees. You go into the second chamber, you do like 30 seconds there. And then you do 30 seconds and it's like time. Like this woman is with you into like minus a hundred. And then you do three minutes in minus 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit? You're in a Fahrenheit. You are in a meat right. locker. Like it is like a, a giant freezer with like a sealed something. So my biggest concern was that we were going to get stuck in there and die for sure. Right. So you're in there. It was Lance and I, and this attendant, and I think two other people, and we had to like, they put on a song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a three-minute song so you three knew when it song. was over
2: <laughs> and you we had to like walk slowly not swishing the air but slowly in a circle going one way and then we had to turn around and go the other way for a minute and a half okay it was just <laughs> like a long time man it was a really 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 weirdly long time so I can't decide exactly- actually- in if Celsius, walking?
1: it's only minus 184.4 degrees oh, Celsius. Okay. Oh, so I feel only. like you could verbalize
0: that experience a little bit. <laughs> so I guess um, walking would feel worse or if standing there would feel worse. Somehow there's something in my brain that's like walking would just feel no, hard. I
2: think the walking had to do with the fact that like literally by the end of it, you could feel the outsides of your arms and your thighs feeling crunchy, like the skin oh. feeling crunchy. Okay. And so if you aren't moving, I think you would actually freeze. Like, I think he would actually freeze anyways. It was so fun. (laughs) It was so wild and so stressful. Lance loved it. He thought it was wonderful and he felt super good afterwards. I was like, I have chosen to die in this way. And I'm taking a mother away from my children (laughs) out of sheer stupidity. That's how I felt. What did that cost? I think it was like 50 bucks each something. What a bargain. I mean, it wasn't exorbitant, Like it wasn't like $200, but it was also not like free. They did tell us this story, which again is like an anecdotal story that they told us of this like group of women from Ontario who all have really bad rheumatoid arthritis. And they said the only thing that works for them is that they come to Sparkling Hills for like a week and they go through the cryo chamber like three to five times a day for (laughs) a week. And then Mm. they go home. And they are med free for like eight months and then they come back and do it again. And they said that this is the only thing that has actually helped, like, deeply, deeply helped their rheumatoid arthritis. Now, again, this it's is a anecdotal. brilliant lead
0: in to the next piece. I was literally, the next paragraph starts with We see a chunk of research around cold air therapy on rheumatoid arthritis. Oh my and God. Pain okay, management. perfect.
2: Okay. Perfect. This This
0: anecdotal lady from Ontario,
2: but this is what we got. This was like one of the like, and this is what the, some of the things it does for you. Right. It basically, it like so deeply reduces inflammation that if you have an inflammatory malady of some sort, right. Then it is like deeply therapeutically beneficial. It literally is risking your life. (laughs) It's so cold. It's so cold. I still can't believe that I did it. The next time we go to Sparkling Hills, uh, Mr. Wonderful will for sure be like, So, want to go in the cryo chamber?
0: And I'll be like, I don't think so. No, I don't. I I already did that one time. Thank you. Um, Totally. So, there is some indication. And again, you know, there's a lot of um, like not great quality studying in this area. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. But there is definitely. a a body of research and some indication that whole body cryotherapy might magnify the effect of cold therapy in comparison to cold water immersion Hmm. and potentially shortening recovery time. Um, One of the reasons that we see it often in, for example, like pro football, um, anecdotally, a lot of athletes prefer the use of dry therapies compared to prolonged immersion in cold water first of all because it's easier and second of all because it's a shorter immersion time because you get down to those really low temperatures really quickly um but of course the ice bath is kind of the iconic wellness version of this right Right. um and so it's almost impossible to talk about this without mentioning wim hoff aka the ice man um have you guys ever heard of him do you know anything about mr hoff
2: yeah, wasn't it something to the effect of like his wife died and then he something 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 ice bath like it that's like was his like way of coping or getting over or something to that effect. I mean he's very famous, he's very like in the goop world. Um yeah. he like lives in cold place, Norway, maybe something Sweden, Iceland, I don't know, somewhere cold Europe. And he like swims in the ice and it's like the best thing in his whole world. And he's told us all about it. And he's got like a weird breathing thing that goes with it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I know about. Wim, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You pretty much, uh, you nailed that. So <laughs> he is a Dutch motivational speaker and extreme athlete who holds a Guinness world record for a barefoot half marathon on ice and snow. Jesus Murphy. No, and- thank you
1: only a half marathon, just a half marathon.
0: (laughs) Um, and has previously, although doesn't currently, uh, previously held the records for both swimming under ice and prolonged full body contact with ice. I just, as I was reading the story, I have to add this like piece of the story that was just like added in passing, but makes me want to crawl out of my skin hearing it. Uh, his first attempt to set the record for swimming under ice failed when he Started his swim without goggles, and his corneas froze solid and blinded him. A rescue diver had to pull him to the surface after he passed out. Good job. Oh my god! Like,
2: eh, hey yeah. everyone! I don't know. Maybe this is an indication. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. Go on for so frozen corneas. Um, so he promotes something he calls the Wim Hof method, which consists of three pillars breathing techniques, cold therapy, and depending on how you frame it, something he either calls willpower or meditation. <laughs> um, right. He's kind of everyone's favorite cold water bro. He was on the goop lab. Um, one of the things you read almost everywhere from people who follow him is that he quote revolutionized the way we understand the sympathetic nervous system. And that also there's a quote ton of research and science around his method specifically. Wim himself claims on his website that the benefits to his technique include more energy, boosting your immune system, decreasing inflammation, better sleep, increased performance in sports, faster workout recovery, arthritis relief, higher metabolism, lower blood pressure, stress relief, relieving the symptoms of depression, better concentration, more endorphins, and clearer breathing, especially in relation to people who suffer from asthma.
2: Hmm. I mean, most of those are inflammatory related. So if the basic premise here is that we're trying to reduce inflammation on a major level, then uh, sure, I could see how there could be some improvements there.
1: I mean, he's quite likable. If you've ever seen him, he he is likable. I remember from the goop lab. Those were days that I just timed my life. I didn't get back (laughs) for our goop episode. Yeah, he yeah. I mean, if he had just left it at like the non pseudo medical claims I think it would bug me less right well okay let's get into that because
0: (laughs) it's actually really really interesting pretty sure the
1: example in the goop lab was like a guy with Guillain-Barre syndrome and they made it sound like the only thing that cured him was this like breathing technique but they also casually mentioned him being in the hospital and like I'm sure all they did in the hospital was like let him sit in a bed and breathe I don't know it was just like oh yeah that's the only treatment he had breathing.
0: Yeah. It It, it feels, it feels a little bit like, um, or what the health episode, like, you know, those people switch to eating, you know, they they cut meat out of their diet and all of a sudden they're walking and they're off 27 medications. And it was just, again, it's like this one weird trick, right? It's like, just, it feels really clickbaity.
1: Yeah. Well, we always want it to be something easy. Like, gosh, if all we did was this, we'd all be healthier. It's like, right. and the thing is, I think like every human on the planet would a- genuinely love for health to be that easy and straightforward. Just one weird trick and one size fits all. Like yeah. that would actually be awesome.
0: Yeah. 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 But it's complicated that it isn't right. And it's complicated that everybody needs something different and everybody starts from a different point. And, you mm-hmm, know, totally. Um, harder to market that too, right? <laughs> harder to market. This may or may not apply to you depending on if this works for you or not. Mm-hmm. So unsurprisingly, there is absolutely some research around him, but of course, not a bulk of studies with like really robust methodology. Like, yes, there are studies on him and his methods, but when you start to dig into them, it's like the study of 30 people or information gathered from voluntary surveys. <laughs> right, right, right. Self-report, our favorite. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So the most interesting, I think, is a study of him and his twin brother. Um, Not because an N of two is great science, but I, I just find twin studies very fascinating. So they are fascinating.
1: Are they sure. identical? twins or fraternal?
0: Uh identical. Okay. Ooh, there's two Wim Hofs, except one's <laughs> like what? Mim Hof? <laughs> so something that's not Wim. There are yeah. two Mr. Hofs. Um so in 2014 an assessment compared Wim Hof and his identical twin brother Andre. The scientists had them both practice WIMS breathing exercises, then expose them to the lowest temperature that would not induce shivering. They concluded that, quote, no significant differences were found between the two subjects, indicating that a lifestyle with frequent exposure to extreme cold does not seem to have an impact. The researchers stated that the results must be interpreted with caution given the low subject number and the fact that both participants practice the G-TUMO-like breathing technique. So- this g2mo breathing technique is the style that he teaches, and I think it's worth mentioning here because of kind of this connection. It's an ancient Tibetan Buddhist technique that translates to "inner fire," designed to boost feelings of inner heat, like you know, really quote unquote, like rev up your engine, a set engine, essentially kind of raising your normal body temperature using a combination of visualization, breathwork, muscle tensing. We know that breathwork has important physical and mental benefits, much like meditation. Could this be something important to focus on if you're looking for some of those benefits, especially around sleep or mental health? Like, yeah, probably. Just like we know meditation is good, clear, focused, intentional breathing is also really good for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is, I just also want to add the caveat, this is not without risk. In addition to um, an increase in reports of skin burns with the use of cold air cryotherapy, um, there have also been at least nine people who have died while attempting the Wim Hof method, some from drowning, some from cold water shock induced heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Wow. No, he has a safety video on his website that explicitly states doing breath work in water is dangerous. He also has been filmed teaching deep breathing techniques to instructors in water as recently as January of this year, 2023. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean,
1: they uh, signed a really hefty disclaimer. right?
0: <laughs> First, for sure. A lot of legal speak, a lot of asterisks, probably right. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, this kind of kind of comes back to any to what you were getting at earlier. This quote from one of the scientists who studied him, I think, really sums this whole thing up. He says that, <clears throat> I can get through this without laughing. <laughs> he said that Hoff's scientific vocabulary is gibberish, and that quote. With conviction, he mixes in a nonsensical way scientific terms as irrefutable evidence. Hmm. I mean, this just feels like classic wellness manipulation to me, right? This is the trick of Zach Bush or Dr. Oz or even Jordan Hmm. Peterson use scientific terms with conviction in a word salad. And then it actually doesn't even matter what you say. Totally. I really hate that you you even had to say the words Jordan Peterson. I'm sorry. what a piece of work. <laughs> Anyways, okay, continue. <laughs> but I mean, this is, this is exactly what we see, right? The more often it, it somebody says something with confidence. It doesn't really matter that it's word salad, right?
2: It mm-hmm. doesn't matter
0: so, that nobody understands it.
2: <laughs> can I say a little thing about word salad? So, yeah. A thing about word salad that I think is really important to note is that one of the manipulation tactics of word salad is it makes you, because you don't understand what they're saying, it makes you a ass- assume that you don't understand what they're saying, as in like, there's something wrong with your knowledge, your mm-hmm. brain, I must just not be getting it. And it takes that person's, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, it takes that person's sort of like ability to rationally judge or assess something offline. Um, and it puts someone into a trust space of, I'm going to keep listening I'm going to keep listening to what this person says, and then it will start to make sense to me. And because we have this inherent idea of like, well, I don't want someone to like, I don't want to put my hand up and be like, I don't understand what you're saying. Can you clarify that? Like people inherently don't want to do that. You don't want to come off as being the only one in the room who doesn't get it, especially because in these types of settings, if you look around, everyone's like nodding and oh yeah, and yes, definitely is right. And so if you're the newsflash, almost no one knows what they're saying because it's word salad. Right. Mm -hmm. But there ends up being this like almost group experience of like basically taking your ability to sort of be, you know, rationally judicious about what it is that someone's saying and it puts it offline.
1: Well, yeah, because even for someone who knows what like extensively knows the subject matter. Yeah. It takes time to dissect the phrasing question because it genuinely doesn't make sense. And you have to break it down into so many different Parts to debunk it, which is a time consuming, B challenging. See, people that are actually experts in a lot of those areas could not be bothered to spend 20 minutes debunking like one sentence from like Joe Dispenza because they're right to them, it's just so obviously dumb and nonsensical that it's like, I'm not going to spend 20 minutes for this one sentence when everything he speaks is in this. Wait, right? Like, where do you stop?
2: Yeah. And I appreciate Annika that you said the, like with emphasis and conviction, because mm-hmm. those are the same tactics that like, you know, shady pastors use in mm-hmm. their yep. messaging, right? Dictators, you, cult leaders, you, like, right? Yeah. Cult <laughs> leaders, like you mm-hmm. slow down your words for emphasis or you raise up your voice. And all of this reads to the like subconscious mind of like, this person's an expert. This is important. I need to listen. I, I don't understand, but if I hang in here long enough, then I'll get it. And at some point that flips over into, well, I don't even really understand it, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Right. Like I'll try. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a good point. That's such a good highlight because, you know, I think that thread connects to so much beyond even just what we're talking about here today. Yeah. Um, but let's come back to, you know, general cold plunging. It probably won't shock you to hear that there isn't any evidence that it can cure cancer or cure COVID, both claims that I found over the course of my research. Brief. Yeah, okay. Oh,
2: can you imagine oh. being really sick and then being like, you know what I should do? Get no. in an ice bath, go have an ice bath. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. No, um, or even that it can strengthen the immune system long or short term, although there's some indication that this is another favorite claim because it shows up in a few of the like kind of questionable methodological studies. Um, there is evidence that cold plunging create, can create reduction in inflammation mm-hmm. and in tissue damage in animal models of muscle injury, but comparable evidence in humans is still lacking in fact, evidence suggests that chronic youth use of cold therapy during resistance training actually blunts the anabolic training effect.
2: Oh. And the
0: best use seems to be when rapid recovery is required between exercise bouts. So like tournaments, the Olympics, et cetera. Um, there is some evidence that one of the results of longer exposure, you know, when our happy chemicals kick in, right? opioid, serotonin, dopamine, as kind of a reward of getting us through that initial pain. This is, I think that I feel so great after experience that so many people have. Um, evolutionarily, you know, this kind of sits in the same category as like adaption to put off short-term pain in the face of a larger threat. Like mm-hmm. you're running from a tiger and you step on a stick that goes through your foot. Your body knows mm-hmm. you can deal with the stick later if you survive the tiger, which is more important in that moment, right? So
2: mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. that's a really yeah. awful Awful visualization. Yeah.
0: Tigers. Why in. did the stick
1: have to go through the foot? Oh, gosh. Look,
0: do you <laughs> want to just jump in an ice bath or do yes. you want to run from a tiger? It's up to you guys. Do yeah. your brain do you want to it's die or not? <laughs> the choice is yours. So, I mean, is there harm in this? Like, no, probably not, especially if you're careful to safeguard against drowning and, you know, being mindful of shocks to your heart. But Even if there isn't strong evidence, like, can we do things that feel good and make us happy? Yeah, I do a ton of shit in my life that has zero evidence-based science. I believe that there's lots we don't understand about the body and how it interacts with the natural and manufactured world. I think there's huge gaps in what we don't know about the brain, but also sometimes I just do stuff because it feels good. I don't need science to give me permission. So if you were looking for that today, maybe- And if you do it and you don't need science, then you don't have to stop doing it. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: Just maybe if you think it's going to cure your cancer, also see an oncologist, because that would be a good plan.
0: Maybe not like when you're in the throes of a COVID attack, if you think it's going to cure your COVID, maybe not. not Yeah.
1: I actually genuinely can't think of anything more uncomfortable than having a fever and making myself colder. I want to be bundled
0: up to the hilt, man. I will. The most I want is like my mom to put a cool cloth on my forehead. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get yeah. in an ice bath. I want some like love and nurturing.
1: <laughs> I've told people that I work with. I'm like, don't come at me with that cooling blanket, man. Just don't do it. I don't want it. I don't care about, I don't care about my increased metabolic weight. And I don't care that you're trying to like decrease my demand. I don't want to
0: be cold. I just want to feel like I want to feel. Thank you. And that's Mm -hmm. a good take home lesson for today's episode.
2: Totally. Did you find any research around polyvagal activation with regards to cold therapy?
0: There, it's not like top of kind of the research that I was looking at is, Mm -hmm. do you know kind of any, anything around that?
2: Yeah. So I just, I mean, I just pulled up one thing here, right? So polyvagal is basically... There's polyvagal theory, which is basically if you can get your polyvagal nerve or your vagus nerve to like kick on, to kick online, it's helpful with like anxiety and stress and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, and I just saw this one, um, uh, randomized control trial. So that's good. Uh, effects of cold stimulation on cardiac vagal activation with healthy participants. Now this is like very much just a précis of the overall study. I don't know how many people are in this. I don't know anything about the methodology. Cause I literally just looked this up. Um, and it was mostly talking about applying cold water to face and neck. So not submersion, but face and neck, mm-hmm. but it said that there was cardiac um, vagal activation when cold water was applied to face and neck. So this is kind of like, you know, the old like go splash some cold water on your face kind of thing, right? Like that'll like sort of wake you up or make you feel better or make you whatever. Like if you're feeling Hit like a ah. reset
0: button, right?
2: Yeah. Or go outside and get some cold air. Like I think, I think when there's, I think kind of like what you said, if it makes you feel better, then do it. Like there's not really all that harmful. Although I do remember seeing something around uh concern, like you had said, about people who have pre-existing cardiac issues when it comes to cold pledging. Um but this is also, I think, maybe one of the times where we're sort of like making a mountain over out of a molehill a little bit. Like we know sometimes, like, you know, if you if you're feeling stressed and you put cold water on the back of your neck, you're probably gonna feel better you know, like that kind of thing. I don't know. it. I know that there's all, all, all these wellness things, which thank the Lord I'm doing almost none of them anymore because God, they took up so much of my brain and my life and my day. They're expensive too. Well, and just time consumptive and it makes you like have to get into hyper productivity mode because in order for you to actually ever do all this shit, you have to be like scheduled to the teeth until like the second you decide to like scheduled eye closing moment, (laughs) sleep time. Right. Um, And I know that loads of people do it and they talk about it being great, but I really wonder sometimes if, and this is just me wondering, this is not anything like research or science or anything, but I really wonder sometimes if the benefits are more around the sense of accomplishment from doing something hard and doing Mm -hmm. something your body doesn't want to do than necessarily the thing itself. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, if you are really anxious about going into cold water, because you know, it's going to be really deeply uncomfortable and your joints are going to hurt because my joints hurt when I like step into a freezing lake, you know, like my ankles kill. Um, but you quote unquote, it's been good for you, You know, it's good for you to do. And so you like face your fears and you get in there and you breathe through the discomfort and you come out and you're not dead on the other side. I sort of wonder sometimes if these benefits have more to do with kind of like, you know, facing the dragon or facing the tiger in the corner of the room than necessarily going through the really uncomfortable thing. You know, I think there's a lot of this wellness stuff that's purported to be like, so good for you, but it's really actually a genuinely awful experience.
0: I <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like it's coffee animas,
2: actually- anyone. <laughs> oh Christ. Yeah. Like, no, thanks. Like they're a terrible experience. They don't feel good in the moment. Part of your insides are like, this is a bad idea. And then you do it and you get onto the other side and you're like, I lived and I feel fine or I feel good or I feel whatever. I wonder sometimes how much, I just wonder how much of that on the other side, like
0: reward side of your brain, the serotonin and the dopamine kicking in is that as much as it is anything else. Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And I think especially for, you know, people who maybe don't get a lot of acknowledgement or a lot of like way to go, you did it in their life, you know, like think about how many, like as kids, we got lots of like, oh, that's great way to go. Oh, you're I love your drawing. Oh, you got a B plus on your math test. Good job. You know, like we get lots of sort of affirmation of doing the right thing and encouragement. And I think as adults, there's a lot of adults that don't get that. Mm. Well, your day-to-day
0: that. job is very often just like r- repeating the same tasks, right? Yeah. And maybe you finish a project and somebody pats you on the back, or maybe you finish a project and they don't, or maybe you spend your day <laughs> They just give you emails. another one.
2: Right. <laughs> right well, you're and done? Then, like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. And then <laughs> like when more. you're at home, there's more work. Right. Yeah. You're at home and no <laughs> one's like, Thanks, mom, for doing my laundry. Thanks, no, they mom, are for not. That is dinner. true. You know, like no one's just like, way to go. And so we don't have a lot no. of that sort of positive affirmation from external sources in the same way that we do when we're kids, especially, um, especially for
0: former gifted kids. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to have a
2: conversation. I feel this we're gonna deeply.
0: To,
2: <laughs> we're going to have to have a whole conversation about that. Um, But yeah, and then I think, you know, You know, like, for example, a friend of mine has gone to like an ice bath Saturday type of thing where it was like a bunch of people and it's like, they're all outside and they got toques on and bathing suits and there's bathtubs with ice water in it and they get into it and they're all freaking out and then they get out and they're all like, you're amazing. You're so good. Right. So again, I'm not discounting some of the things you've talked about. But I genuinely wonder if it's that sense of accomplishment of doing the hard thing that people really are experiencing. And if that is the case, then like, that's also fine, right? Like that's a great reason to do something. Yeah. Like that's also fine. Like if you're feeling like, hell yeah, I did it because you spent 30 minutes or 30 seconds, you know, in a freezing cold shower and that somehow is doing something for your esteem and I can, and I can do hard things and whatever that happens to be great. That's great. Good for you. And let's ascribe that meaning to it that it actually is. You know what I mean? Right. Thanks so much
1: for listening to you email. We really appreciate your support. And if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and share this podcast, it would mean the world to us.